Hello and welcome to a very special episode 17 of No Static at All, the podcast where we talk about the best music you haven't heard yet. I'm your host, Ian Compton, and I am joined by whew, a whole slew of friends. To my left, I have Matthew Nyman. Yeah, buddy. It's good to be back, man. Good to be back. Me and him used to do a podcast together called This Isn't Cereal in My Bowl. We had like about 100 episodes of just us blabbing about weird music and Every aspect. Way too many hours of my life was spent just talking about random stuff. Concept albums, new albums, the news, all types of stuff. All different things. Uh, That was my first uh, attempt at podcasting, and it's great to have him again. It's been a a few years now. Uh, After him, we have Cody Clark, Coyote Bob, and the Doom Gospel with me, my best friend. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here. (laughs) And then to his left, we have the uh, mastermind behind Sweet Static, our uh, our host, we have Alex Bessiana. Welcome, buddy. Howdy, everyone. Howdy. howdy. New York says howdy. And of course, <laughs> you don't you don't you don't say that down here. Howdy. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yippee ki yay. Yippee. Here, well, yeah, we we like a good Howdyans. Yippee, we like a good yippee ki yay. <laughs> yeah. Of course, howdy. my co-host Michael Law. Hey, everybody. And. Producer David Beck d- doesn't have a microphone today. <laughs> hey, David. <laughs> so we, we get to we get to pick on David. He can't say shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're all here in the basement uh, doing the podcast. It's really it's really fun to uh, exciting to have this group of people here. And uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? Oh wow! Oh wow! That's what a, a weekend it's been. Yeah, it's been a crazy weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you uh, end up touring that that factory? I haven't. I d- I toured the factory. I'm. I'll get back to you with another. Okay. Another day of a whole <laughs> laid out, pretty much episode of me touring a Martin guitar factory. Oh, that sounds <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so that happened in uh Mike's Mikey's weekend, and then we went down to Iron Element uh, Tattoo in uh, Leechburg. Uh, the four of us: Cody, Alex, Matt, and myself. And uh, Cody didn't get tattooed, but the the other three of us we did. Mikey Bear, great tattoo artist. Fantastic, um, yeah. Wearing a himless shirt, too, the whole time. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got branded. Yeah. You got branded? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, no, the sweet static logo right on my arm. Oh, no, <laughs> I thought they actually heated up like an iron oh, and just yeah, stuck no. it in your arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mikey does those old tattoos. We had, like, this whole Buddhist monk thing. We yeah, were doing, like, the I needlework. It was I really mean, long and gratuitous. the hammer, yeah. I mean, yeah. I bent some iron. We can... I bent some <laughs> iron, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, you didn't even know you did it, but that is such a good segue into talking about Sweet Static because you just got the logo branded on your arm. Uh, you know, we all got a good idea about why you do Sweet Static and stuff, but tell the tell the audience, you know, talk a little bit about like what got you into doing this whole crazy thing that got us involved and in talking about DIY music and all that, man. Give give us the lowdown. Uh, yeah. All right. Um. I guess, yeah, it started uh, November 2015, and I was still working at a, a supermarket, so I hated my job, and I needed some Supermarkets suck. They fucking suck. <laughs> um, yeah, I needed some type of creative output, and I liked writing, and I liked music, so I just decided to put, put two and two together. Um, and I started, like, booking shows in January 2006. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the uh, actual, like, launch of the... Uh, the there was an original site. name. What was it? It's called Microscene. Microscene. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Um, what was it? I'm glad you switched to Sweet Static. I liked. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> no one took it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I was glad about that too. It really tripped me up though when I first started uh, talking to you and doing stuff with uh, Ugly Americans and the site. I I remember I called it Sweetwater. <laughs> Sweetwater. Sweetwater. The music. Yeah, the music thing. We sell all these instruments and musical gear on the side. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Alex. It's okay. I forgive you. And now you're going uh, three years strong. Three years strong, celebrating January 19th at Alphaville in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's who's playing that gig? I can only release two names. Oh, because we have secret headliner S- and a, a secret special opener. guest. Yeah. Oh, secret. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, secret guest, secret opener. Um, yeah, just because of the contract shit. But oh. Oh, oh. Ooh. Ooh. Us, us, us little DIYers in this basement don't know much about contracts. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh no, yeah, man, just like sign this piece of paper. But what are, who are the other two What's bands that two? are playing? <laughs> um, so yeah, Public Practice and Grimstreaker. Grimstreaker played last year, cool. and Public Practice uh, has been making some waves, and they've been a band for for a, quite a bit, but actually just started getting more into the limelight now. What style of music do they both play? Uh, like post punk, like I um, like public practice more political, po- sorry, politically charged, uh, and Grimstreet is like full on rage. Nice, yeah, full on. I, that's rage. like the best way to describe it. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, uh, I guess you know, coming from that, I guess we should just start talking about music, right? Because that's what Sweet Static's all about. Hell yeah! Right? Yeah. So uh, I think a good way to open up this discussion about like favorite albums of 2018 which could just be hours on hours of an episode uh can you guys think about what was maybe like a first the first album that like got your attention this year you're like oh wow that that could be a contender that's something i'm going to listen to throughout the year so it actually really surprised me um the first album that i listened to it was in may actually was the new churches album i was really shocked by it because i had listened to their first album way back when their second album was decent but the third one was just a damn good album and not a lot of bands have just a damn good album like it wasn't anything special or anything new it's just this is a band that does what they do best and that really surprised me because there was i thought this year was going to suck musically like the second half of the year mm. really picked it up for me but the first half was rough it was really bad it definitely did pick up and uh cursive had a, a, a just good album like that that yeah, just you know it's not yeah. a favorite album of mine but just just a solid album yeah i got you cody or alex you gotta in the beginning of the year uh, jeff rosenstock released an album Oh, very early, right? Yeah, very early, and it was a post. And mm. it, it, just the production and all the uh, energy and emotion in that album was really, like, awe-inspiring for me just to see mm-hmm. someone create something so rock and roll right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just burst burst in at the beginning of the year, like, remember. Yeah. <laughs> remember who I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Alex? Uh, I don't know. That's hard to choose. Uh, I don't know. Every month I have like a new favorite album, so it's hard, especially right now at the end of the year to actually write something on favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to pass on that one. You have to pass yeah, on that yeah. one. Well, I, I actually, to uh, I, there's too many. Mike, you got one? I know you're more of a podcast well, guy. Yeah, for me, I'm lame. Some of the listeners might know. I listen to nothing but podcasts pretty much every day and uh, besides live music. But one thing that blew me away this year, well, it shouldn't have been like a surprise, but our friends in Man Dancing, oh my gosh. Their freaking album, I put on repeat in my car and just drive around Saxonburg. It's just like, uh, I, I, I can't say enough about these guys. They're some of the nicest people we've ever met. They pretty much connected to us like brothers. And hilarious too. Oh, hilarious! Ben Petty is sick. His his Instagram story with the song playing with his hair blowing in the wind is by far the funniest thing in 2018 on yeah, the internet. Man. Ben Daily Petty, you me win up. meme me, meme of 2018. What, what how about Sharp Cheddar Day? Oh, Sharp Cheddar Day is great. <laughs> but I hear uh, David sneaking passing out on us. Let's uh, listen yeah. to I think the first track off the EP and single. Check it out, guys. And I still read that note. 
I remember the first time I heard Thomas Devinko play that drum beat oh live and going in, in uh, the basement of Jelly Fox in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, I was going to wait to bring this up when we talk, maybe talk about EPs, but holy shit, this is a, probably the best EP of the year. It sounds really freaking good. Like, the chemistry between everything is just absolutely phenomenal. It's so spot on. I don't yeah. know. Man dancing is fantastic. And I'll, I'll take this to heart, which I had a re- very great year this year, but to talk about my first album that I uh, found this year was actually uh, friends of mine up in New York who I shared a practice space with uh, The Needs. Uh, they have a, pra- a little label called Practice Room uh, Records. And uh, I think I might have a song ready to go now. But uh, uh, they had a... Uh oh, what do you, you want to just cut this part? <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, friends of mine, The Needs, they came out with an album on New Year's Day, actually. Uh, and uh, it really struck me because I, I remember they were like self-recording it and stuff in the practice space that we shared. And I was like, well, I, I don't know, this, w- whatever this will be. And it's like pretty solid fucking album. So I uh, check out, uh, I believe it's the last song off the album, Short Sleeves, which we talked about on the first episode of this podcast. got the Coney Island line. That's such a good line. But yeah, bass is phenomenal. Holy crap. Uh, that bass line was fantastic. Yeah. I forget who played bass. I <sighs> It was a really yeah, good bass line. Like, oh my god. Yeah, the whole all what Practice Room Records does is awesome. But yeah, those those a good look at first takes albums this year and stuff. And then the next question I have is that uh, do we have any like surprises that hit us that we were listening to like I don't know, you found a band you're like, "Wow, I didn't think you'd be that good" or an old band surprised you with an album? Anyone got anything? I know for me personally, I was really surprised by the new Coheed and Cambria album. Yeah. They just, you know, like, they, they're just, not every album's great, but, man, they keep, every al- every couple albums, there's always one with, like, more good songs and bad. And Second Stage Turbine Blade still is one of the best albums ever, in my <laughs> opinion. And, uh, oh, what else surprised me? I can't remember my other one, but that Coheed and Cambria album was really, really surprising. Cody, Cody do you have one? Um, there's plenty of albums this year that have kind of delved into new genres and you know tastes but recently a band called ghost note came into my life oh, yeah. mm. and they have shook everything up like dynamically for me like that is just a, a multi-percussionist band that just rips on like like a hip-hop jazz like like fusion isn't level. it three drummers in that band i think so sometimes yeah they yeah. do two bass players right yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do two bass respect players. that in any band yeah uh, and of course shout out to mono neon Bassist mm-hmm. and like collaborator on that, which I made the claim earlier in the year that his uh, little bass collab with the Chris Brown video of him drunk <laughs> talking oh about yeah. <laughs> getting. <laughs> gr- <laughs> I'm not gonna go further, but <laughs> he, he makes really fun Instagram videos. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Alex? You said you had one. Yeah, yeah. Um. So surprisingly, Rainbow can surprise. It's in yeah. the name. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't know what to think of the band. Never heard of them before. They're also a bit mainstream. Uh, Electro Records hit up Sweet Static to cover it, and uh, I wrote like a little review about it. And it was actually just like very interesting. It was, uh, you know, very like the instruments and like what they played was very characteristic to like the storyline. And I was amazed because I don't listen to mainstream music at all. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just love to be surprised by what's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Hell yeah, man! I I watched videos of them and stuff. I think they had an audio tree, and I remember being surprised. Yeah, in the name. Uh, <laughs> it's in the name. The name is um, how to friend love free fall. Oh, yeah. very cool. And that came out like summer. Um, no, no, like I, I believe a uh, spring. Yeah, spring. spring okay, yeah. Yeah. it's been a pretty consistent. I know you said the earlier was uh yeah. kind of slow, but a lot of my favorite albums of the year were from early, like early. in winter. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was just like the place I was at in my life because like I didn't listen to a lot of new music. I was on the heavy metal kick again. You mm. know, all the you know the sad boy hardcore, and I just <laughs> that's all I listened to for a good two months. So I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Well, hey. To switch from surprises, anybody have any least favorite or like just disappointing albums? Because you know this podcast here, we're pretty positive about everything we're talking about, but there are we do have some negatives, you know. So can I be completely controversial by this? Go ahead. I absolutely love Me Without You, Pale Horses, and arguably it is the one of their best albums before Brother Sister, right? The thing is, though, I was really disappointed with the new Me Without You album, but I also love it. It wasn't anything I had expected. It's a fantastic album. Oh, I absolutely ouch. loved it. <laughs> However, I wanted Pale Horses too, and that's not what I got. No. And I was really sad when I listened to the first single because it wasn't anything what I wanted. It wasn't anything that I desired out of me without you. And they went a completely different turn. And it had me revisit A to B Life, and I realized how much I love Heavy Me Without You. But, yeah, I was hey, really yes. disappointed by it. That's the thing. Right <sighs> before they did this album, they were touring on their – a to B life, yep. so they were yeah. in that zone, and they were exploring their boundaries, and especially uh, Aaron, you know, pushing the boundaries of his voice. Like yeah. he screams harder than I've ever heard in any of his yeah. songs. Right. Know. I was kind of writing some notes down and stuff. He just say that was his disappointed album. Was my disappointed yes. album. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The allow it. I, just, I wanted <laughs> Pale Horses too. We gotta get Nicky. Well, I will here say. Have you fight I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I will say this that. Uh, I don't remember what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I do remember. I will say this, that everyone says this is their heaviest album since who knows when. Pale Horses, I think, was heavier. I think Pale really? Horses was a heavier album, yeah. Mm. I, I think, think it was heavier lyrically. Like the I think it was heavier musically. I think Aaron went heavier on his vocals in this new album. But yeah. Pale Horses, like, just rips. Yeah. Just the, the last song with that guitar when it's, like, really quiet and then it comes in with just that the like rainbow. screeching yeah, dissonance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... It's crazy. I will say that I'm I'm not a huge fan how they ended the new album with uh, Break On Through to the Other Side Part 2. But mm -hmm. Great name. But crazy. How about you, Cody? You got a disappointing album? No, Cody's happy with 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I keep to myself. No, that's true. <laughs> keep to yourself. Don't want to disappoint anybody else. I there. go where my legs <laughs> can take me. In case they're listening. <laughs> how about you, Alex? Positive? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. <laughs> I, I, Mike, you got anything that disappointed you? Uh, you know what? You could just say anything that disappointed <laughs> you, man. You stubbed your toe this week. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest disappointment is uh, spending more money this year than I did last year on bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> man, I thought you were about to tear into me when you no, shot into my dude. Like, no, I never tear into you. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I know you I'm would, but I'm, it would I'm disappointed of being an adult. Um, <laughs> um, I've been adulting more this year. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, it, it sucks. 
It does suck. But it I, does. I'm really happy with the music this year. When yes, happier than ever, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Comparing life to music, I'm pretty happy with my music life for the, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I like I'm I'm more broke than I've ever been, but more fulfilled in my creative heart. Exactly. Least favorite and disappointing for me would be uh, least favorite was thrice. I really when they they had their revival, I really thought I was a huge fan of uh, Beggars and uh, the Alchemy Index and. Uh, VSU and all that, and uh, they just really disappointed me. So produced, just not what I was into. I know you disagree with me, but you like cut me deep, Shrek. You uh, cut me real deep. You just said you thought you was your most disappointing <laughs> album. So now we're one for one, right? Are we good? Yeah, I maybe. I guess <laughs> so. Yeah, we're good. And then uh, my most disappointing because I think three years ago I said now now we'll release a new album oh. in 2018, and then I was there. I said now now it's going to release a new album in 2018. It was like 2015 or something, and then uh, in 2017 they released a single, and I went. Uh-huh. And in 2018, they released uh, their new album, and it has some really good songs on it, but overall, it's pretty disappointing. You should have said, Nah, Nah, we'll release a good album in 2018. That was the catch. That was a burn. No, but for real, like, what were we talking about yesterday when you said the new Nah, Nah album, we might not like it because it's not what we wanted? Again, this is the Pale Horses conundrum for me. Like, it wasn't uh-huh. what I expected and what I wanted, but it is a good album. So I have a feeling, like you said, three, four years from now, we're going to love this album yeah, just might because of the fact that it wasn't what we wanted, but it is a good album. We might oh, think that. it's a masterpiece in a little bit, definitely. I have to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Lead it over to the mic. No, it's really interesting that you guys are talking about that because Nikki T loves the new Me Without You, but he was expecting it. So that's really interesting that that's being brought up. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, he, he was reading some blogs that were saying that, uh, that were saying that, they, Aaron Weiss was on blog saying like this is going to be our heaviest record to date so Nikki T knew that that's what they are aiming for and I think Nikki T got what he expected exactly. that's, that's yeah. an interesting exactly. anecdote yeah. I think. and that's the thing if you don't pay attention to the news or what's going on you're going to be blindsided by anything that comes exactly. and it's the same for the music industry So, and then I also experienced them play uh, m- a lot of those songs live and uh, when they did uh, 9 9 was it uh, seven nine twenty a.m. seven twenty nine? Aaron jumps into the crowd, or screaming, and my arm gets wedged between him and like the freaking bouncer trying to pull him back on the stage. That was badass, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a badass moment in my year. But now I th- I want to take a moment to talk about because uh, we're gonna get into our favorites soon. But I want to talk about the great year Pittsburgh had. Holy shit. You're in Germany. You're in New York. <laughs> Pittsburgh had a great year, all right? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Of fucking music. Uh, I think we got The Zells queued up. The Zells released uh, a new album called uh, Failure to Slide uh, off Crafted Sounds um, in uh, September, I think. And the song Brunch is just so earwormy. And Roman and the whole gang are just the homiest of homies. Cody can attest. Love you You're guys. literally shaking right now. You're so excited. Just my whole out little week. blue got filled up with the Zells. Because they're like a Fred group, time. like we're a Fred group. They've been yeah. friends since like second grade. It's great. Ride or die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> enjoy this song. This is brunch. <laughs>
Breakfast. I'm fucking tired of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Super edgy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember they released that. Uh, uh, I think it was a old song as a like a two songs with this song. So it was like older song they had and this one. And I just played it over and over and over again. What do you think, Matt? I really freaking liked it. It wasn't anything like what I expected, but just good freaking just, just fuzzed out like '90s guitar vibes. rock. And let's be honest, good anybody vibes. that sings a song about coffee and breakfast, I'm all in. Like well, that's, that's the best meal of the day. It doesn't matter. Amen, man. And uh, I think if I wanted to talk about another Pittsburgh, because there's so many albums I could talk about from Pittsburgh, I could do a whole freaking. I did a three-part Taste of Pittsburgh episode to end season one. For goodness sakes, but a uh, Silver Car Crash. I remember it was one of my first albums of the year that I liked, and I and and they were a Pittsburgh band, and just uh, one of the first uh, interviews we did for the podcast. And Justin Bennett is a trip of, of a human being, and uh, <laughs> this song just rips. I booked a really cool show with a uh, uh, Crozer from Chicago and Silver Car Crash opened up, and uh, uh, Cody's band Cockleburg played, and Anton Ego, another great Maffey band from Pittsburgh, played, and just oh, Silver Car Crash rips. Um, check out the song Primitive Science. I invited Justin to the top ten party. I hope he comes. Oh, we both did. The the Lone Ranger. <laughs> the Lone Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> David Beck, you better come. We're not going to force David to come. <laughs> We're not going to force David to come. We're not going to force David. Is it because of uh, Ian's accident? And there's one. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, got an extra row of teeth. He <laughs> leans to the left when he walks. I feel like He's calling everyone there. Jeff. I don't know why my friend Alex chose to come down this weekend to hang out with me and diss on me all weekend to say I got, like, some lean to the left. I'm going to lean my fist into your face. <laughs> hey, I'm a pacifist. I'm going to pass my fist through your face. I feel, I feel like we need that direct quote. I, I think mine was better than Alex's, but let's we're here to talk about albums. <laughs> I'll fight you. So, uh, uh, you know what? Fight me. Go on, New York. Prove, prove, prove your skin. Um, I'll take you. <laughs> prove, your <skin>. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- prove you're from New York. Queensberry rules. No biting, no kicking. I'm a biter. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about favorite albums. Getting off of this freaking fist fight that's about to happen <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> um, who wants to kick it off? You know, I was just talking about Pittsburgh, but who wants to kick off? Like, what? What are? What's a? What's a, an album someone enjoyed? Um, I'll actually keep it in Pittsburgh for a second and. Uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but that damn that came out this year. They have been the flavor of Pittsburgh for me ever ever since I've lived there. It was just like that is what the city feels like to me. I haven't listened to it. What does it sound like? It's like electronic, uh, like really heavily uh, synthesized like vocals of like lo-fi hip hop kind of like drum production. It's it's really w- wide where like the it's like a soundscape. It's it's great. Again? Black Moth, Super Rainbow. That's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tobacco is the uh, producer that is a part of the group. Mm. That mm-hmm. uh, He blew up doing uh, bits for Adult Swim and uh, 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, he did, like, oh, the sound and the mu- music for that. And, like, like you know, yeah, I think so. It, I think the, uh, what's the album? I'm trying to bring up some. I know their first album, Falling Through Fields, is fantastic. I used to play that at the, uh, the coffee shop up in New York all the time. Mm-hmm. Real ambient, uh, like, Boards of Canada style, like, stuff. And it, definitely in the electronic realm. Is there a song you want to hear? Um, anything off of Panic Blooms. It's a new album. Yeah. Panic Blooms. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's listen to some of Black Moth Super Rainbow's Panic Bloom. That's a headphone album. Oh That's yeah, it's so many layers. It's uh, it's feels like you know the walls are melting, kind of in a way, <laughs> with how many layers of. But in a good way. I'm yeah. getting the vibe <laughs> of this album. Yeah. How about you, Alex? You got a favorite album? Yeah. Uh, cla- like yeah, Brooklyn, obviously. Oh, okay, New York. Yeah, representing New York. Yeah, yeah. You know, before we buy out Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You guys might have the money, but we have the land. That's true. That's true. You have the nature. I just want the nature. I was going to say, you enjoy your infrastructure. We'll farm our land. I'll build my bunker. (laughs) (laughs) Which which of the many great Brooklyn releases are you going to bring up? Well, one um, where pretty much everyone is actually talking about. Bodega's album, Endless Mm. Scroll. Of course. What a fantastic album. Yeah. Flows so well. This is Name Escape. Oh. I hear it. Enjoy, everybody. This was uh this was one of the releases we had on the on the podcast a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I must say I just wanted to make another anecdote that <laughs> this album is or the, the this band is really fucking good. Hell yeah, Bodega's killing it, and they don't have a bass drum in this band. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't no. have a what? They don't have a bass drum, so they have uh, one one person plays like floor tom snare and some cymbals, and then standing up, and then is her name Tricks? He no. says tricks in the. Oh, okay, so I, I picture the female voice. It's like a blue man tri- group. Uh, so on, on the record, it's actually Montana. Montana, who, okay. Who used to own a really cool uh, DIY space called uh, Idio Gallery. Uh, awesome. Cool, cool. Yeah. Hi hat action going there. Right? That's a cool that's way Nikki, to freaking do it. But like, man. besides that, like, there's no other symbols. Yeah. Oh, just a, wow. a hi hat um, that Nikki hits. It makes it sound huge, man. Oh, wait, the person playing the floor tom said there's no symbols over there or anything? Like, not even a crash? 
I thought there was. Um, like here and there, but it's okay. Very, it's, they yeah, don't yeah, really yeah. use it. But oh, this, wow. what what struck me about this album is just it it flows so well. Yeah. Um, and the vibe it has is just it gets you. Like yeah, the whole the whole album, but like especially this one. This one one of the earliest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I listened to like a, I heard a lot of their songs back when they were still like playing more of the DIY circuit mm-hmm. of like just house shows and stuff like that. And um, this is the one also like. Like uh, Madison was uh, on bass instead of like just guitar. Mm. So yeah, bass um, is infectious. Oh yeah, oh, yeah he's crazy. <laughs> you got a you got an album, Mike? Okay. <laughs> instead of an album, because I am actually terrible with album names, and I'm, I've been listening more old '90s music actually this year. I'm gonna bring you down. If you wanna listen to some of the greatest podcasts that I have this year, bring um, it in. Pretty much, I'll give you the suppliers of the podcast. Um, if you guys want to put your tinfoil hat on and fucking <laughs> come to me into the world of my crazy mind, if you want to freaking just smoke a nice gigantic stogie and listen to some crazy mind blowing conspiracies, conspiracies and weird shit, listen to last podcast on the last left ne- network. Um, listen to those conspiracy guys and shit like that. And when you want to fucking laugh your ass off and maybe cry at the same time, listen to Ari Shapiro's Skeptic Tank. And uh, there's one more for you guys. Uh, Frickin'. Oh, it's so hard for me, man. I listen to so many all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's like talking about these yeah, albums. I'm, I'm I know. For me, so many. For me so many. it's just like too many things. I listen to like eight hours of podcasts a day because I'm a blue collar worker on the Monday to Friday when I'm not doing music shit all the other time. So, <laughs> yeah. It does, music doesn't pay the bills. Because <laughs> music doesn't pay me. All right. Well, podcast. So we got some podcasts. Cool, cool. Uh, man, looking at you, Matt. I'm going to bring it down a notch and get all y'all said. I know you know of them because I showed you. Have uh, you ever listened to Casey at all? Oh, yeah. Casey, that new album, Where I Go When I Was Sleeping, was so freaking crazy. And, like, the f- so they've released two albums now, and then, unfortunately, they just broke up. Dave, are you able to pull the song Wavering up? It's the second one off the album. So, like, the thing about Casey is their first album was really heavy in your face, and it was, like, an angry love letter to, like, an ex that just broke up with them after, like, a long-term relationship or a marriage or whatever. Emo as fuck. Emo as fuck. But, like, I mean, y'all know, like, that really speaks real deep to me because all this, the shit that went down in my life. But, like, this second album was all about, like, his issues with, like, anxiety and mental illness and depression and stuff like that. And, like, going to see them when I was over in Germany, like, they, they're from the UK, so they come as, as many times as they can. Like, every time, it's all about, like, this is what's up. We are not afraid to, like, talk about mental illness anymore. We're not afraid to talk about the things that hurt. And, like, this album just speaks to that so well, and it's incredible. But. So much energy in his voice, and when you listen to the album too, uh, the screamer also is the singer. And so, just the last time I saw them live, he was just wearing like plaid pajamas and a baggy t-shirt. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not feeling good today. I'm sad. So this is what I'm wearing. Let's rock it." And it was one of the best shows I've ever seen him play. Like, 
they're an incredible band. They had a message. They gave it. They're out. It's just is awe-inspiring. Absolutely amazing record. Did we bring up that they broke up? They did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah did. Rest in peace, Casey. Sucks, Thanks for being there. Yeah, we don't get enough hardcore in the podcast. So I'm yeah. here for it. Bring I got back the metal. But I think uh, if I was going to bring up a favorite album of mine, uh, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, uh, Kamasi Washington had like a s- like two and a half hour like opus of a jazz album. Uh, Howdy had a really nice like lo-fi uh, uh, slow core album with a cranberry. Um, New York Navy Gang's Poach, which Matt that was his first review on Sweet Static, right? Yep, yep that was the first one. First or second? First that was a second. great. Al- that's a great album. That's a great that's album. A great album. Uh, oh. So many, so many. Honestly, uh, that country artist, that pop country artist, Casey Musgraves, released a banging album. I'm not even gonna lie to nobody. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I could keep talking about albums forever, and for always. There's so many great albums. Uh, Me without you, I loved. Uh, I loved um, that yeah. Hop Along album. Oh my oh. goodness, mm-hmm. her voice is fantastic. But you know, I would if I had to say anything, which is going to be uh the review that we got going on here uh, coming up next with Moxie O'Brien is uh, that Slow Mass album, On Wash. That is fantastic. We, Me and him are going to tell you everything you need to know about it here in a couple minutes, but it, it's I'm not going to say it's my favorite album of the year, but I'm implying. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers? Nothing but uh, I'm hey, implying, hey, hey. and I'm, it's, it's oh everything boy. I want out of an album. That you could tell they really uh, put a lot of focus into uh, – Everything, uh, instruments, and they, they, they hacked it all the way, and, and how it flows, and ev- and it's heavy when it needs to be melodic, and yeah, I really love uh, Slow Mass. But to kind of cap off this conversation before we get into that conversation, uh, anybody have some, uh, maybe we're looking forward to albums, or like, what's on the horizon Listen, for next year, 2019, it's anything? It's 2019, I'm doing it, Ian. I know you're going to hate me for it, I'm doing it. What? Every three year years. Jimmy Eat World comes out with a new album, and I get excited every single time. I don't even care. I'm going to die on this sword. I love them. They're amazing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Futures is a good album, man. <laughs> Futures is a perfect album. Futures is a it's good a album. album. It's a good album. It's a great album. It's a good album. <laughs> he has a cool signature guitar. He does. <laughs> See? There's lots of things to love about Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Alex, you got anything you're looking forward to the next year? I was trying to – I was – oh. Knocking over oh. some beverages. <laughs> <laughs> it's empty and it's all seltzer water, so it's not. It's weird. early in the morning. It's okay, guys. <laughs> it's like one in the afternoon. Well, I mean, it's, it's early it's for musicians. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> What's 2019 looking for you, though? It's five o'clock somewhere. Um, I don't know. A lot of exciting stuff, um, especially with Sweet Static. As far as music, um, I'm not sure. I know Deer Hunter's coming out with something new. Ah. Um, Wait, but Deer Hunter or the Deer Hunter? Deer Hunter. Okay. But, yeah, I'm just excited to see what comes, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. And 2019 is shaping up to be pretty exciting. Uh, Law Dispute is definitely releasing their new album. They just released two songs, yeah. Rose Quartz and uh, Fulton Street 1. Uh, so that's really awesome. Uh, the Sound of Animals Fighting, whatever that could be, could be really cool. And also, going back to Pittsburgh, Virio is going to be releasing new music next year. We're all big fans of Chris. I hear he's going on tour soon. Yes, my Project Lem is going on a South tour with Virio, but we are f- still figuring out the details. <laughs> 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 we'll get into that more. It's a, it's a sacred event in our friend group where we have a top 10 albums 
of the uh, of the year party. It's been happening for seven years since 2011 in different forms, and it gets bigger and bigger every year. And uh, we're having that tonight, so we we want to keep it sacred. But I'm going to record my top ten and and, and and give them to everybody and and all that. But I think before we take a commercial break and segue into the review with Moxie, I just want to play one last time, talk about one album that we've been jamming all year. Well, not all year, but all this season. <laughs> I'm talking about Andalusia's Another Time, Another Place. Uh, we've been playing it as our backing music. My best buddy, David McCandless, really released a really cool ambient album this year. And I uh, listened to a, a little bit of that before we go into a commercial break. And then we hear from me and Moxie talking about the fantastic album by Slow Mass on Watch. Here at No Static at All and Sweet Static, we want to wish you a Happy New Year! <laughs> Please make sure to check out SweetStack.com and No Static at All. We love you. Alright, well I guess it's time to say goodbye to the gang. Thanks Alex, Matt, Cody, Mike and Dave for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for you. Oh, I love you guys. I really hope you guys enjoy this uh, review interview I did with Moxie O'Brien, a good buddy of mine. I'm going to talk more about uh, the future with him and whatnot after uh, the review. But Slow Mass is on watch. It's definitely by far one of the best albums that came out this year. Top, uh, front, front to bottom, top to bottom, I guess is a better way of saying that. Uh, it's just fantastic. And I think uh, we're going to play a little bit of Grey Havens, get into the review, play another little tune. And yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy this review. Well, definitely. Well, is going to be hosting a uh, new podcast for the site to be named. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we have a name in mind. We have a few, but we'll figure it out. But uh, we're going to talk about Slow Mass uh, on Watch. Ah, it's such a good album. It really is. When you when I brought up I wanted to review albums for people, and you were like, "Do you want to review uh, Slow Mass?" I was like, "Shit, that album did come it's out. Yeah, super I super it. good." I threw it on uh, iLandscape, and I, you know, can have headphones in every once in a while, but sometimes you just get lost in what you're doing. But I remember I was listening to that album, and I was like, this is this is good. I need to give this, like, more of a focus. And I have been the last couple of days, like, maybe too much of a focus with all the <laughs> three pages of notes I have, but it's super I mean, preparation good. is good. I, I like that it manages to cover a whole lot of different genre ground. Mm-hmm. But still sound cohesive. Mm-hmm. Cause like there, there are some pretty you know soft, almost like braid kind of stuff songs, or like old Sunny Day real estate. Mm-hmm. Well, they are from Chicago, so. Well, okay, all right, all right. That's, I mean. Which answers that question for you? Yeah, I was from. curious where they were from actually. So it makes sense they're in like that hub. That yeah, the, the, it's sort of like not post grunge necessarily, but just that kind of like dissident yet melodic style. 
And I also saw in like some kind of interview or review of them like Discord records being brought up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely hear like definitely. that in there too. Definitely. With like ED or in like uh, Life Dead Skins. What what's the or Like Dead Skins? Why do I think it's Life Dead Skins? Like Dead Skins. That's the one that's sort of like hardcore punk almost. Yeah, it has the real effects. Like yeah. The effects on the vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that almost threw me the first time I heard it. Right. Yeah, it, t- <coughs> it took me a while to warm up to those ones because they were so like. I mean, you know there. me, I like heavier stuff, but um, I wasn't expecting them to just rip like that in the middle of that album. Well, I guess there's like two or three songs that are like that on the record that are really really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I guess their first uh, EP was a Treasure Pains or whatever. Like it, it was a little heavier. Yeah. So they, I guess they, you can kind of, they went softer, but they went weirder. They, and on their band camp, they describe themselves as like Chicago weirdo rock. And I'm like, yeah. I like that. You, you did it, guys. Yeah, that's a good that's genre. perfect. Now you don't have to worry about being compared to anybody. Right, but no, it's, and it's a really, really great album that it should be good because the personnel on it is crazy. So like I was saying uh, before we started recording, Josh Sparks and Josh Sparks, well, Josh Sparks is the drummer, not on all the tracks. Funny really? Enough. Yes, not on all the tracks. And Josh Parks is the guitarist and also did some like piano and synths. But uh, they were in that band, Former Thieves, which you... Uh, Who are super good. Yeah, they're like a hardcore band, right? Yeah, it's like sort of um, noisy, that like new wave of like mm-hmm. emo post-hardcore bands. Like yeah. Pianos Become the Teeth and yes, perfect. Uh, yeah. that whole s- sort of offshoot of hardcore that I was really, really into whenever it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those bands are shoegaze bands now for some reason. Yeah, are you into um? Oh, what's your name? They're from like middle of PA. Title fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's... would fucking know. Who I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. About. From they're they're from Wilkesbury. They released a great shoegaze they're, album. Dude, the the stuff before the shoegaze was so good though. It like, was. Yeah. Did I, you was... listen to Shed? I never listened to Shed. Dude, every song one after on that, that was the um, flat, Floral the Green, I yeah, think. Yeah, I listened to that one. That one's really good. Shed's my favorite by far. And it's just such such a unique, like, um, I don't even know exactly what I would call it. But there's, there's like, those guys, end of the year, um, just a handful of bands that play that sort of, like, stripped-down, punkier, post-hardcore style that's, like, really, really good. And I think you could put these guys in the same category as that. Like, they cover a bit more of the, like, indie emo ground as well. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the songs, I think you could definitely put them up there with, like, Title Fight or, um, fuck, Fugazi. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what's his name? Will Yip, he does weird shit with bands. He's like, yeah, hey, let yeah. me take you and take you on a real weird route. Like, Turnover? Oh. But they tried way too hard their last album. See, I, didn't, I don't think I listened to the last Turnover record. I thought they tried Honestly. too hard. Like, I, their vocals didn't really land with me mm-hmm. as much. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I I'm weird that. with vocals, though, because I love, like, like uh, Pavement. Uh, like, what the fuck's that dude's name? Steven Mouthless? Steve Mouthless? Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. Or uh, Mike Doty, like, soul coughing. But then there's some guys who I feel like are trying to affect that. Yeah. And it doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really picky about, like, atonal whining. I guess. Uh, <laughs> you like uh, Symbol Peak guitars? I do like Symbol Peak guitars. He is guitars. interesting. That's, that's weird, too. I have to be like in the right frame of mind. Lens is Alien is a really, 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 really underrated album. But we've dived. We, we've for digressed. sure. For sure. Uh, 
Josh Parks and Josh Sparks, coincidentally, I don't think they're in the band anymore, but they were in the last cycle of Into It Over It members for the album Standards. Really? That band? Yeah, that, really? that crazy drummer. That See, I, I thought Into It Over It Over was a one-man project. It, it was. Evan, yeah. Evan Weiss for, uh, mans it, and he started with like 52 Weeks and 12 Towns, and then... Uh, and he has like a, it's like a full band, though, Yeah, he, uh, proper, he like had a band, and then with Intersections, like that band was still a thing, and then he went into like a cabin in the woods... Uh, to write standards with Josh Sparks, and they just like were just like stuck no in like shit. Vermont and middle, middle of the woods, and just re- uh, wrote this album and then recorded it all analog. Standards is a fantastic album. I gotta check that out. Josh Sparks absolutely kills it, but yeah, so yeah, they're in Into It Over, which you know, huge Chicago band. Uh, but he plays on tracks two, three, four, uh, six, eight, and eleven. So they have like rotating personnel within. Well, the he left in the middle of recording to join uh, Minus the Bear. What? To be their touring drummer after their drummer left. No shit. Yeah, that's how good this dude is. He could be the touring that's drummer ins- Minus the Bear. Oh, God damn. <laughs> One of the greatest fucking, like, right. math rock, surf rock, whatever the hell you want to call them. Nouveau, dad dance. rock <laughs> bands of all... Like, dude, I Minus the Bear's... Highly Refined Pirates, mm. and um, those two fucking EPs. Like, um, the song I'm Totally Not Down with Rob's New Alien, or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Alright. Something I, Absinthe Party. Uh, oh, Absinthe Party at the Fly Honey, Fly Honey Warehouse. Yeah, Catone. Oh, so good. That drummer is so good. Get and, Me and Naked and... too. Electric Boogaloo. Like, <laughs> dude. And then, just, like, to listen to the one after that, Mano Sell Oso, where, mm. like, you're... That album came out when I still had a CD player, mm. and I'd listen to it on the school bus, oh, yeah. and wonder if it was skipping, <laughs> because they're so Walkman's fucking tight. They're so tight. They're or so Planet tight. Of Ice is, or Ice Planet or whatever, that's a great album. Too. Oh yeah, Ice Monster is probably my favorite Minus the Bear song. Farewell tour this October, I think I'm going. Yeah, and he'll be the drummer. That's crazy. And, and they're touring with like Terra Milos, and who else? Someone um, else really, really cool. Yeah, the bill the bill itself is really good. But I, I might have to go now just to see because. Yeah, well, I'm Martin's going. You should come. I'm thinking for about sure. it. But uh, yeah, actually the uh, so their parts sparks, their new drummer is uh Dave uh, Maruzella. I don't know Maruzella. I can't speak, but he's actually only on the twelve song schemes. Uh, okay. Okay. He's uh, that's the only song. He's he only on one on. song on the record. And uh. Mercedes Webb is the bassist and vocals, and then also uh, Dave Collis is the other vocalist and guitar and a bunch of other shit, but he plays drums on The Author. So, wow, okay. Yeah, because they couldn't... Is he in any other bands? Because I I felt like his vocals seemed familiar to me. I looked it up, and for how good he is at drums, (coughs) because that's like a... It's real tight. Like, it's a real, like, shuffly drum beat, you know? And then, I guess what they did with On Watch 2, with that real crazy chopped up drumming, that's just that drum part chopped up with the saxophone from another song chopped up and an old uh from their eps things it's a real crazy layer wow. thing yeah right who pro- do you know who produced the record did they do it themselves or one of the few things i didn't look up wow. his name was neil <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> bro named neil his name was neil but uh um yeah i think it was re- recorded in chicago that was like the one thing i didn't like look up was exactly where it was recorded because the production's real tight Oh, I it's mean, super tight, and it's even cooler. Like on watch, it's just an iPhone recording from what? 2015. That that yeah, uh, Collis found. He was just like, "Oh, this is cool. We should use this kind of as a like a motif kind of thing." To no shit. Yeah, 
Very cool, right? That's real. That's real sweet conceptually. Right, because it, it's definitely just a dude in the practice space just making making a loop, like yeah, a really for cool sure. loop on his pedal, just like check this out. Which but he it definitely gives the whole did. album like this weird through line, which I think is grounding considering how like all over the place it can be. Mm-hmm. It can be all over the place, and then touch base on like how like you said there's so many different sounding genres, but it sounds so cohesive. This is a quote from Dave, the new drummer, uh, from a. Uh, track by track uh, interview they did with Consequence of Sound. You know, no copyright. You know, all copyrights given. Uh, the motto, quite simply, is that there is no shortcuts. Your first instinct is about uh, what you want to do. Don't do that one. Your second one, don't do that one easier. That's the easy way. That's the common sense way. Uh, that's the way anyone else would do it, but uh, that's not our way. We w- we do the tenth one. You know, there's ten moves away from your initial instinct. So wow. like to give an idea about like where they went with this album like one story uh the uh male vocalist dave uh Collis said uh they just initially writing the album they planned seven out three seven hour days on a weekend to just be trapped in their practice space in chicago just to hone out like like don't leave until we have material so wow yeah to give an idea about the album but it, like it's very they're very tight oh yeah you can tell that they've hammered that shit out Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, especially since the style lends itself to being sloppy, mm-hmm. but doesn't come across that way, uh, which I think is an interesting factor. And another thing I would say is, to the credit of Neil, the producer, Neil uh, DeGrat Tyson, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that interstellar guitar shit. Oh shit! It's proggy. Dad jokes. It does have some prog elements to it. Yeah, like, there's like some prog in there. There's like some math rock in there. Guitar in um Grey Havens. Uh yeah yeah yeah. When that like that drum. There's stops. there's bah, some bah. very uh, and some of the effects mm-hmm. on like uh what what the fuck's uh older younger. Is that oh yeah yeah yeah. Like yeah. that's that's a very like prog song in a way like I think um, oh yeah how her vocals kind of flow yeah. and then it cuts out and it just gets huge yeah yeah like with the dynamics mm-hmm. and like pro proto punk yes <laughs> oh my goodness I was very yes I, got, I went through a huge um just uh, yes kick this summer I just listened to yes songs over I think and over everybody again. should at some point oh yeah yeah the, cla- the yes songs the at least, at least audio files. STD was a huge, huge piece in my upbringing. I think musicians and audio files as well, or people who want to go into production, should at least look at yes. Yeah. Because of like how tight the production is, how crisp everything is, how well it's put together. Like How tight the musicianship is. Oh yeah, it's fucking insane. And then to see them do it live. Even I mean, it's it's not like catchy. Prague's not necessarily for the catchiness. Like, I mean, King Crimson isn't like catchy. But oh my goodness! I I think I get so good stuck in my head. I mean, I three of a perfect pair is stuck in my head at least one day a month, where I just wake up. She <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, yeah. it's gonna be all day. All you know day. what's the one song word that really digressing, but the one song that's always get always gets stuck in my head for. It's been years. Is a uh, new editions, uh, Mister Telephone or Telephone Man? Oh God! It just—I'll just be doing whatever, and just Mister Telephone Man. There's nothing wrong with my life. <laughs> Why, Bobby Brown? Why get out of my head? I have 
There's so many people who've probably said this. <laughs> um, I, the song was, and I remember there was like That's a two-week two stretch horrible. straight up where this was in my head. Dexy's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen. Oh, that's my day. There are so many parts of that song that are catchy as fuck. <laughs> Independent of it being like one whole song. You're right. Where you, like, I would literally just be like, walk into the refrigerator and I'm like, to run the fuck! <laughs> oh, yeah, and you're right. If you just take one other section of that song, that's yeah. a whole different experience. Like, Come on. There are there are Eileen. so Did many parts of the little breakdown at yeah. the end. Come or the, on. Or the fucking Eileen when he gets like double time. You're yeah. like, oh god, I'm making it's, a sandwich. It's so many different songs put together to be one song that just fucking bedeviled me for mm-hmm. for like a two week period several years ago. So like now I, I my friends who remember back that far, anytime that song comes on and we're out, they're like, Leave quick <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah, it's gonna happen again. <laughs> back to back to on watch though. Right, we were talking about slow mash. Yes, we're talking about slow mash, which has just a, a stellar cast of musicians. And uh, before we just like get into the track list, which we could just go straight down. What what are some standout tracks for you? I think older, younger, uh, like dead skin. Ed was really good, mm-hmm. which means uh, uh, explosive drawings. Really. Yes, I see if I wrote down all the You have effects. so many notes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I like see, the, we prepare very... Uh, people, whenever my podcast is available, will be able to tell the difference. I think we prepare very differently. See, I, Ian has three pages of very, very <laughs> meticulously well-written out notes. I got stoned and listened to the album while I was cleaning my room earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I, got, I got to understand. I got stoned while I did Well, for sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking away the fact that we were both probably high during preparation, <laughs> but one of us was taking notes and well, one of us see, was just vibing on, hey, this is pretty tight, I feel man. like the last season <laughs> was really, like, not organized. So this season, I'm trying to be, and with, like, these talks with friends, because this is the first one, actually. I'm oh, really? Yeah, okay, so right been, on. Uh, well, I don't know when all, it'll be. It's all uphill from here. So. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I like, I want to be the the prepared one, so like... Oh, I know. think it's good, because that way I don't have to worry about the fact that I don't know where they're from or what other bands they were in. And it's super fucking interesting to me that two of the dudes in the band were in Former Thieves, because it explains some of the sound on... Like, once they go heavy, you can mm-hmm. sort of spot that out. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and the Intude Over vibe, too. You know? Yeah, like, or, yeah. or even like, um, like fucking City of Caterpillar is another band that some of some of the heavier stuff kind of reminded me of. I got chicken. That's a good name. So the City of Caterpillar is fantastic. That is um, not based off of a drawing. That is based off of a, you ever hear a Povo? Povo? Yeah. It's a, off of a Povo album. Okay. Explosive drawings. Okay. It's not a cover though. It's based off of... the Just the album. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, the album That's cover has nothing to do with it. And it's, um, I think the line is, uh, oh, uh, if I chase this exploding, exploded drawing down the street, if this circular uh, song uh, stays in place, and then moving up to sit still. Those are the only lyrics in that song. I couldn't figure it out. The, the major vibe I got from this album was just like, growing up sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Life sucks. 
And yeah, it's very. Sometimes it's, you see pretty things, but you're gonna forget about it. Be yeah, sad and in the grander scheme of things, pretty things don't matter all no, that you're much. No, you're gonna you're gonna be smart. It's just a detour on the way back to the suck. <laughs> yes, sleep is darkness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it sounds really pretty while they're doing it. Yeah, know? yeah. I, I, maybe that's why I like it so much. There's some bands that sound pretty but are super depressing. Like Pity Sex. Oh, yeah, Pity Sex? yeah. It's like the saddest, happy songs I you've ever heard. I burden you. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> right, it's like super poppy, super pretty, but it all makes you want to kill yourself. Like, I feel like Slow Math is sort of also that, where like it's, hey, this is upbeat, but it's really, it's really sad. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, I like the uh, when they go more like real thick on the guitar pedals and like proggy. Like I, I love Grey, Grey Haven's, Haven's a great song. Blocks, um, Suburban Yellow, Suburban Yellow's tight. And have you lo- watched the uh, Audio Tree Far Out session yet? No, I gotta show I you not. that. Um, what else? Uh, oh, um, Tunnel Vision Quest. That's a great song That's too. That's a great song. I feel like we should have recorded what we were talking about earlier in regards to like masses of influences in newer bands. So yeah. I think it's really relevant to this record in the sense that <clears throat> like you can't really say they're one thing. Because I mean there's elements of like proto punk, there's prog rock, there's like noise there's noise yeah, rock, that there's hardcore rock. Like, there's yeah. there's all kinds of different like things that just sort of meld together in this weird mishmash of like the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm sure that somewhere on some Reddit board there's a name for whatever you'd call that. But uh, like, are we gonna um, go searching for it? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I no. I in my mind looking around on Reddit is sort of like checking a public bathroom for phone numbers. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, where's I'll Randy's number? I want to find this town for Randy. a good time. Call the Decemberists. <laughs> <laughs> That was the band that the cop who pulled uh, String Machine's van over on tour tried to like bait me into like, that, like he's like yeah I went and saw the Decemberists and I was like, oh yeah I'm cool with weed like get the fuck I mean, away from me man well, okay here's here's a my seatbelt tucked under my ass the Decemberists are like the Dave Matthews band of like indie folk music like <laughs> well can I get honest with you I I gotta be honest with you Moxie I kind of like don't hate Dave Matthews. I mean, all right. You're allowed to not hate Dave Matthews. There's like, I it's like guilty like, pleasure. Like I get, like I hear ants in, marching. I'm like, Ugh. okay, that's ants marching. <laughs> ants marching is a catchy ass song. Gray Street's a catchy ass song. I'll give you those two songs. And for the Decemberists, uh, that uh, Crane Wife album or whatever the fuck it was wasn't a terrible record. I have another hot take. I actually think as a concept album. Uh, Oh my! The Hazards of Love, I think, is a really good concept album. It's a bit, it's a bit heavy-handed, a but bit. like, there's there's bands that can be heavy-handed and pull it off, I suppose. Like Joan of Arc's been a thing for a really long oh. time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you're right. And, and Swans. I don't yeah, get like the some, Swans. Sometimes thing. you listen to those records and you're like, I don't even know if this is music anymore, but I think I'm learning something. I'm learning something. <laughs> the Frank Zappa school of songwriting. Yes. Like, yes. I don't know if this that is music, but I feel like it's good. I heard the other day that he was responsible for Valley Girl's speech. Do you know that? Really? Yeah, his song Valley Girl actually like sparked it. 
I guess. No he shit. He never would comment on it. Uh, believable. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to comment. <laughs> I wonder if you consider this a Zappa influence as well, Mass, or not. I mean, maybe. Weirdo rock, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. weird. Yeah. It's definitely weird. Maybe not that weird. Oh, you know what? I'll go this. I'll go this route though. I'll say that there's a bit of a, a congruence between slow mass and Captain Beefheart. Uh, it's just, it's funny. David Beck all the time goes, "Ian, find me the Captain Beefheart album." You know the one that like everyone. Uh, uh sh- shades of milk or um, like the fish dude on the cover. Uh, senses of milk, shades of milk. I don't know. Fucking. But he's the one listening. I've never listened to it. Really? Yeah. Surprisingly it's enough. It's weird, but it's not bad. Um, I think if you're if you're like a music person like you or I are, you kind of have to reckon with Captain Beefheart at some point. Yes, no, I know I need to listen to him. Uh, safe as milk. Safe as milk. But um, I guess not even tying to what we were just talking about. But what? <laughs> <laughs> going to the uh, <laughs> songs that were um, the, the oh yeah 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 songs on the album yeah songs on the album we're talking about. I I I saw um. Probably, maybe they didn't realize they were doing it, but kind of like a theme of, so it, it kind of seemed like in the first two songs, there's a back and forth. Uh, Webb does one verse, uh, the female vocalist, and then Collis, the male vocalist, does another verse. And so you have that for uh, Gray Haves, which is just, well, she comes in. That's a super well-balanced song, which is why I think <sighs> so it makes sense for the first song on the record. If you mm-hmm. think of like on watch as like an intro, you yeah, know I mean that's the first like real. Oh, it's for, yeah, because you get hers, and then it like, and it kind of incorporates right back into him. It incorporates all the things you're gonna hear on the rest of the record into one song. Yeah, in a way that doesn't sound like a mess. Um, I did find that I felt like he dominated on vocals throughout the record a bit. He did, yeah. I I I, I would have liked to have heard her on some of the heavier stuff just to hear what that contrast would sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing that I, I was hoping I was going to hear that I didn't. But this mm-hmm. is only like the second album. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's their first, like, full LP, but Schemes, which is, like, the only track with the new drummer, was, like, the last song they recorded and the one they all were the most excited about. And she kind of, you know, has that, like, and I feel like that sound will come out more, like, him, like, yelling and, like, her being more, like, like, Loud vocals, right? Yeah. Doing the um, lady rock vocals, lady rock vocals. Yeah. But so, Grey Havens and Blocks, they both do like the trade off verses, right, right, right. and then you get uh, Suburban Yellow, which is her dominating. But that then they have the that was a great song, mostly because I liked her on vocals more than him. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a better vocalist, but like his vocals do fit. It fits what like I feel like the style they do when he's on vocals fits what they what fits with his vocals. Yeah. As a band, I could listen to a whole record of songs that sounded like Suburban Yellow. I thought it was interesting how <coughs> uh, he's oh you're fine. He sang on most of the softer songs. I thought that was funny that she didn't really yeah. have a softer song. That was interesting. Well, they were probably afraid they'd sound too much like Hopalong. Oh, do you like the new Hopalong album? I fucking album? love it's, Honestly, I think two two records or two bands that I found out about around the same time, but like I can't stop listening to even now. It's like Hopalong and Waxahachie. I never fell in love with Waxahachie. It's it's super super sad. 
I probably like Waxahachie for the same reason most people like Lana Del Rey. Uh-huh. But, like, I can take Waxahachie seriously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's super, super, almost like Maisie Star level depressing. <laughs> but, 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 like, really, really um, pretty sounding again. Yeah. Like, it's, like, really pretty sad music. I don't know. Uh, I'll definitely, t- I gotta go back into it. I'm, I might find something. But Suburban Yellow, <laughs> you and I just go off on tangents. Struggling so hard to maintain the topic on this interview. Um, so yeah, she's uh, killing it on vocals, but then they both have that great just... Uh, the, when they come together, the like blend get, is fantastic. Uh, getting up before dawn uh, to start wasting your life. What a great just fucking chant. Stop studying. I'm sorry. I, I I really I took it. I'm taking it serious. I I'm, I'm, I love that you're taking it seriously. Um, but I just think it was such a fucking just sad lyric. It's just like full on just angsty. And Everything just lyrically stupid. that I caught was very stark and depressed. Yeah. No. It's the. Oh yeah. Here. I'll just. I'm not even gonna say which songs are from. I'll just pick out ones I wrote. Like okay. Um, my violent years. I'll make you disappear. Uh, the fist and scared kids keeping. Uh, Notes on all sides. Uh, going next, do you feel happy? Uh, is that word abused? All I wanted to say is I hope you uh, find peace today. I recognize that one. That one is from G-Zen, the last one. Okay. Which uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, oh, a filterless sig, a rubbing alcohol swig, uh, a newborn fib, and a loser's lisp. That feels like a reference to Western Zero to me. What's that? Uh, it's a movie that had Robert Downey Jr. in it that came out in the 80s. Is it good? That dealt with uh, his drug addiction and him having oh. an STD. And, like, it's, it's a very depressing film. Oh, damn. Um, but that reference about the, uh, the, the losers, the losers lisping, drinking, rubbing alcohol made me think of Western Zero. I hear you. Any nerds, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, so from Suburban Yellow, after that big chanting part, you get My Violent Years, which is fully, uh, call us singing. And then after that, you have Otis Youngest, which is, uh... That's probably my favorite track on the album. Web fully singing. Yeah, it's a great, like, really cool drum beat, and then the ending, when it just comes back to that feedback, and just that huge, like, a fucking wave. Very uh, Fugazi, water-esque. And then, and then it just goes off with him pretty much dominating vocals after that. But yeah. the beginning, like, it was, like, a progressive, like... I guess it makes sense now that I'm aware that, like, they sort of became a different band halfway rec- through recording this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool. There's a lot of guest um, musicians which, like, have you ever heard of Monobody, a really cool, like, jazzy math rock band from Chicago? No. They're insane. They have, like, two bassists. They're... What? They're insane, but uh, one of their members, uh, what's his name, Al, I have it, oh, Al Costas did uh, Upright Bass for Why do I My know Violent that? Years. I know that name. I don't know. Well. But uh, then, like, I like how they had real musicians play saxophone and um, uh, flute and vibraphone and stuff on these songs, and they're real instruments. You know? I really like it whenever bands incorporate, mm-hmm. like, unique instruments into, like, modern rock music, you know, oh, like... You guys and the trumpet. Oh yeah, thank and you. I just I, I dig it whenever bands find ways to incorporate different kinds of instruments. We like gotta that. get unique with it because everything's been done. Well, now. yes, it's just like, like it's, it's just so like hard making to your be own like now. mix. Yeah, so like making your own mix on it. 
That's what I like. I get so pissed off at people like getting like, oh, that sounds like this, or you just copy that. It's like, okay, first off, we're all just like samplers. We're all like producers now. We're yeah, just making it's sounds it's, it's an homage cool. to a degree, and nobody creates music in a vacuum. To be perfectly honest, like we all grew up listening to something. And to some degree, the things that we decide are good and define music to us are going to be prevalent in the music we write. It's just common fucking sense. <laughs> yes. Amen. Like, if you, if you want to play guitar and you grew up listening to Bowie, then fucking um, Adrian Blue probably had an influence on your guitar playing. That's why you play angular riffs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I fucking, you know... I came from a drum family, so of course my favorite band's Rush, and fuck you. Yeah, feel like oh Rush. god, yeah. <laughs> there is no drummer greater than Neil fucking Pert. <laughs> I actually, I, I would piss a lot of Rush fans off by saying that Pert is a great drummer, but he is boring to watch. He's a very, very oh, stiff, oh. stiff drummer. But, uh, where were we at? So, yeah, um... From Otis Youngest, he goes into Unwatched 2, which is, you know, we talked about the iPhone recording, and then they chopped it all up with all those. That's fucking wild. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of layers on there. Neil, killing it. <laughs> Neil just dropping bombs with the production. And then from there, it just blows right into Ed, which is cool. It's like starch. You're like, wow, what's this? This is way heavier than that's, the Yeah, that threw me off, but like, I was into it. Again. Now that is where you love the album. It's like, you yeah. wait for it. You're like, oh, this is like... Well, and now that I know that some of them were involved in, like, Former Thieves, which yeah. kind of makes sense. And, like, I like how, um, in the beat, like, right at the second verse, that, like, guitar, that, like, squealy guitar starts, which is, like, totally, like, early, like, 2000s, like, um, fucking, uh, like, what's that, what would you even call that genre, like, Kyoto's, fucking, uh, I even, um, say, uh, they're a guitar hero band, um, not say Fall of Troy? Fall of Troy is one of the in the it's in the same vein. I mean, I would call that like post hardcore to a degree. Like, a lot of people call that screamo, but that's not what screamo is. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to get this on record, uh, screamo is bands like like Neil Perry and City of Caterpillar and Usurp Synapse and bands that blended like post hardcore with nineties emo. Or mm-hmm. like emo violence, it's not shit like Alexis on Fire and Thursday. That's not screamo. That's a very specific thing. And it drives me nuts when people are like, I like screamo bands, they kill switch and gaze. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, there's a certain band, I, I can't think of them right now. They were on um, Guitar Hero. And uh, that this guitar line is just so that sound. And I love it. Are you sure you're not thinking of Fall of Troy? Not Fall of Troy, it's... um. Uh, we'll have to go f- figure this out after the episode because it's gonna take too long. But it For was, sure. um, uh, it's I, I, it's not saves the day, but it's a name kind of like that. And the song was kind of like something Senses about cars. Senses fail. There it is. That's the band. Was, you know what I'm talking about now. Like that guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But spent a long time on Ed there. So the next song, the author, which is the uh, singer, Call is playing drums, which is See, super I did not know impressive. That. That's really crazy. It's a really weird song as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like the album takes sort of an experimental detour halfway through. Oh, definitely. And then it sort of crashes back in at the end. But, um, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's 40-some minutes long. Like, time for them to just kind of detour out for a bit. Definitely, definitely. 
Uh, one lyric uh, I wrote down from uh, this song is that if our worlds die in place, a simple lie to face, the old world comes unnamed and eat. Um, yeah, that's that's the end of it, I guess. Wow. But. I'm high as fuck and I have no idea what that means. Same. I, I, was, <laughs> I think he's just talking about, like, you know, like, growing up and you're old, like, you're young, young. About how dies. old are these guys? Are they a relatively <laughs> young band? I think so. I think they started around 2015. So, oh, like, yeah, they're yeah, probably yeah. in their, like, mid-20s. Okay. Maybe a little older. Uh, after that, we have Tunnel Vision Quest, which I just, I wrote fucking beautiful. Great the song, and I love, I love the name as well. Mm-hmm. I love whenever bands do that, putting two things together of, like, different phases to make, like, a one song. I don't know what the hell you call it. There's a name for it, but... Fuck you, Baker. <coughs> and then it has the great line, you know, a filterless cig, a rubbing alcohol swig, and they weren't and then with all the beautiful flutes and shit, it's just a killer song. Then go straight into the crazy, like, do you, know, you ever, do you know K.K. and his Weathered Underground? Oh, fuck yeah. Do you know their other band they had? Oh, Gatsby's American Dream or Wild Orchid Children? Wild Orchid Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the vocals reminded me. I was like, this is a Wild Orchid Children fucking shit. Blah, 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 blah. Gatsby's dead, That's a good artist collective. Of... They're so good, man. Like, uh, that's also Gatsby's American Dream. I don't know if you... That's... So, both of those bands are side projects of Gatsby's American Dream. Like, Gatsby's was... They're from, I think, Seattle, Washington, I want to say. And they took a break, and then members of both of those bands uh, were all, like, also affiliated with Gatsby's, and then Gatsby's got back together. And I think Wild Orchid Children broke up, like, after they put out their first full length. But, yeah. And KK just broke up, like, two or three years ago. I saw them a few times. They were really. I never got to see them live, and I really, really wanted to. Oh yeah, I think I saw them open for the Deer Hunter twice. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, they actually the first time I saw them uh, was with the Deer Hunter, and Oh Brother also played that show, and that, that was been fantastic as well. That was before they released Garden Window. Really? They only had the like the well that first EP that no one listens to, but then uh, the fucking. Um, Something Dead uh, EP. It's like five songs, and I kid you not, I listened to that for a week straight, just five songs Did over and over. Did you listen to any of KK's like SoundCloud EP, the covers? No. They did like 12 cover songs for a SoundCloud exclusive EP. No, I didn't. And they covered like No Diggity by Blackstreet. They covered I Can't Go For That by um, Hollow Notes. And just so many, like, fantastic... That band was so fucking good. Ah, I miss that band. And mm-hmm. I wish I had gotten to see them live, too. How many of them were there? Like, 11? Not that <laughs> many, but there so was, like, eight. There was probably, like, band. eight people. But, yeah, Like Dead Skin just goes on a... It's just, yeah, the second heaviest fucking song rampage. on it. Rampage. It goes on a rampage. I think he said there's, like, three vocal layers. Oh, really? On it, yeah, so it's a crazy amount of vocal layering. And, um... Yeah, real funky. And then uh, Schemes, which is the only song with the new drummer on it, which is, I love that vocal line. Like, his yelling line. Like, look out. Do I have it written down? No, I don't. But I uh, like, man, man, a real thing. Oh, man, oh. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. And that's like overlapped with her singing under it. And then the guitar's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that just can't be enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's like, goddamn, the, the wonders of independent <laughs> broadcasting yeah. brought to you here right now. Just but, two dudes stoned playing air guitar. But uh, <laughs> it gets heavy, you know, for the last two, the sec, you know, the second <coughs> and third last songs, but then it ends on a real soft, nice note, G's end, which is written about a, uh, a friend in an abusive relationship, and this oh, is just really? him kind of being like, you know, I hope you find peace, I hope you get out of this shit, like, yeah, and, you know, has a line about gaslighting and stuff, and apparently that person's in a better relationship now. Well, that's good. The song helps, maybe. Maybe. You know, I, I also want to point out, while we're talking about the album, how much I like the album cover. Oh yeah, that collage any art. Fun stories about the cover art. Nope. The artist's name is uh, D N L H R S. Um, yeah, just like capital D N L space H R S from Philly, and um, I didn't dive into their art too much, but it's just a real, real interesting collage. It made me think of like uh, that Common album. I think it's Electric Circus. It has like all the different performers on it with like the new middle. I know that Dubbers. I never listened to the album. I only listened to like Water. It's it's his weirdest record by far, but uh, the cover is really neat. It's not a bad record necessarily. I hate it when I hated it when it came out. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I love it. It's funny how experimental music is like that, though. Like a lot of the stuff that I did not did not like as a kid, and I go back and listen to it now. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, we're all the human brain is stupid. (laughs) It's <laughs> stupid how it changes. Straight up, like, well, I didn't like a tri- I didn't like tribe when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't like any rap. Like I, I mean, I loved rap, but like I didn't listen to a lot of um, like, conscious what you would call conscious hip hop. Like I like to like Quali, but like most death, um, a tribe called Quest, all that stuff. I didn't really listen to that until I was older. Yeah, I was more of a Bone Thugs and Harmony DMX fan. But no, uh, honestly, this is definitely going to probably be in my top five favorite albums of the year. This it, song. For, the, for, for the non-heavy genre, for me, I would have to agree. Oh, yeah, so you got the whole other side. See, like, I, I separate I them. Where, yeah. like, I have top ten rap records, and I have top ten heavy records, and those are everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely in the everything else realm, but, like, I, I mainly just... I did... I, I'll throw hip-hop into my everything else ratings, but I mainly just... Well, I don't know, that, it has to be very Matt specific. Miller for sure, will be on my yeah. top year-end list for hip-hop records. This, this album is <coughs> insanely good. Oh, super. When this, it came, it's not even, like, new-new, either. It came out a few months ago, and I still listen to it, like, yep. frequently. You know. This, the new Howdy, Hopalong. The new Hopalong is great. They released a new Minus the Bear song because they're breaking up, and I've been listening to that a lot as well. Uh, in terms of heavy stuff, Sumac has a new 15 and a half minute long song out. Okay. Uh, Sumac is uh, Aaron Turner from Isis and Old Man Gloom, and uh. then like the drummer from Russian Circles and These Arms Are Snakes. Oh, he's and, uh, great. One of the guys from Baptists. And it's so fucking heavy, but the songs are all, like, 20 minutes long. Mm. So there's, like, multiple parts to each one of them. And, and that uh, is... Sumac. That's still Sumac. Oh, what's his name? That drummer for our circles. I, I can't remember. I've seen them fucking, a few Russian times, circles is fantastic, and I saw these arms with Minus the Bear on my, like, 23rd birthday. Nice. Yeah, at uh, Peabody's, actually. 
Where's that at? Ohio. Mm. Northern Ohio. Cool. But um, it was like right after... I don't remember what Minus the Bear record came out, and then I think the Bijan's album that has Nesta and Oz on it even came out, so we maybe opened with that. Mm. I love that band. I'm really, really depressed they're not a band anymore. Like, Russian Circles is fantastic, but Bijan's or Snakes is like such an amazing, unique band. I gotta, I gotta give them a listen. I know the name, but I've never actually listened. Dude, um, they changed up a lot of their style. Like, they went on tour with Isis and Tool and changed their, changed up, like, the way they wrote at that point, but their first album, Ox and Ears or The Lion Sleeps When Its Antelope Go Home. Um, That's a name. Is, dude. Well, and those guys are a side project, or uh, they, they got together, I believe, when Botch broke up. Like, same with Minus the Bear. There's a bunch of the guys from Botch, which was a metalcore band from Seattle, Washington. Yeah, I never heard of it. Uh, they put out this like seminal like metalcore mash album mm-hmm. called uh, We Are the Romans. They broke up, and then Minus the Bear and Bijan's or Snakes formed from, and another band called Roy, uh, formed from Botch, and then Russian Who's the drummer Circle. from that band? Matt Bales. Hmm. Uh, was he the drummer or the guy who played synth? I can't I don't remember. know. I have to check into it. Uh, and Dave Knudsen was in Roy for a while. He's in Marrow now, but he was the vocalist from Botch. But like three or four or five different bands formed from like Botch breaking up in like Damn. 2002. Damn. <coughs> I didn't know that. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check it out now. Seattle Metalcore is a lot like Seattle Grunge, and that it's a lot of the same fucking people. Damn. Hey, I mean, this history scene, well, I've noticed taking a lot of people in bands, there's all these little oh, collectives. Because yeah. Yeah. it's like uh, those scenes, I don't know how many people are in Seattle, but there's what, 300, 400,000 people in Pittsburgh? Ugh. So when you've got an alternative music scene, you're only going to have so many people in it. Yeah. So you've only got yeah, so many musicians to pull from before yeah. you're just trading. Man, Butler, you got like eight people. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> And they're all in ADG. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yep. Shit. Well, hey, baby, this was a lot of fun. Let, thanks for having me in your home. Yeah, man. Thanks uh, for coming over. Is there anything we missed that you wanted to bring up about the album, or we covered a good bit? Um, I mean, I didn't have any notes. Somebody has got um, you, Mark. Yeah, I'm glad. No, no, no. I'm just fucking <laughs> with you, man. I think it's good that you brought notes. Um, because if neither one of us had prepared, we'd just be sitting here saying, um, stoned, not talking. That's sad. Hap- it it that's are hap- sounded good. See, yes, that's happened. <laughs> that's what my old podcast was. I just did the cereal in my bowl. It was me really stoned going, um, and then my friend Matt, who didn't prepare either, who wasn't smoking because he was in the Air Force, is going, um, <laughs> and then, yeah. That's fantastic. Funny stuff. But yeah, thanks so much. This was a blast. And, uh, um, too bad we can't hype. I'll probably, at the point of re- releasing this, probably be able to hype up your podcast in the intro to this like podcast. Like when it has a name yeah. for legal purposes and such. Yes, we'll figure it out. I mean, I, I didn't do no static. I just kind of went into it. There's another radio show in, like, Seattle, I think, called No Static at All. But she doesn't have many likes on Facebook, and I seem to be doing okay. So, it's just like, um, I'm a big professional wrestling fan since I was a little kid. And Jim Cornette's one of my favorite people in the entire universe. And his standard for, for all of that shit is um, do it until somebody tells you to stop. Yep. <laughs> then I'll stop. Yep, exactly. Because the thing with the podcast is this is a totally unnecessary thing. No one needs. And uh, 
I just like doing it. Yeah, and until until you get to the point where people in Seattle are like, "Hey, have you heard of this No Static podcast?" It's probably not a problem they're going to be telling you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again, man. This yeah, man. Fun. Thanks for having me. Right on. This has been fun. Woo. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed that review with Moxie. Uh, we're hoping to have a uh, another podcast with Moxie hosting it, more in the metal hardcore realm. It's something we've been working on, and uh, it's something we've been struggling with, but we would love to uh, get hear what you guys think. Uh, do you like Moxie? Do you like us talking? you want to hear more of him? Then uh, let's hear it, and let's get Moxie's podcast rolling. Uh, we got some things in the works, but uh, he's a... <laughs> He has such a great mind for music and, it, and, and a voice that I want to be heard. And it was really great talking to him about just a great album. Uh, please listen to all the music that we talked about. It's too much for me to remember right now. Uh, 2018 was a great year. Go support all the bands uh, that we talked about. Buy the music if you can. If you can't, just stream it. You know, Somehow all that stuff helps people. And uh, just thank you to all the bands and the listeners. It's been a really great year. Thanks to all the my, my producers, Sweet Static, Alex, Cody, Matt, Mikey, David, uh, everybody who makes this possible. Thank you so much. Uh, like us on all the stuff you can, Facebook, Instagram, you know, Sweet Stack and No Stack at all. Uh, hit us up on SweetStack.com, the contact page, if you want to talk to us and whatnot. And uh, just be good to each other. Have a good new new year. Have a happy holidays. Drive safely. Eat, sl- eat lots of cake. I love you. Bye-bye.